Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Fearlessly Freelance, the No BS podcast for freelance women. My name's Seals Lockley, and I'm your host, chief cheerleader, business mentor, and just all around big sister here to give you a great big hug when things get hard. Okay, so today I want to uh, bring you our very first guest of 2022. Her name is Maddie Shine, and she describes herself as the SEO and visibility queen. Maddie has helped thousands of female entrepreneurs with her trainings, courses, and her online community. And she is just an absolute fireball of positivity and fun. I absolutely loved talking to Maddie. Not only is she super talented, fun, etc., but she's also really got some incredible strategies that make this whole like online business thing so much easier to get to grips with. And as well, because her speciality is helping people get visible, she has some really amazing tips in this episode to help you do that. And I really wanted to bring her onto the show, not only because she's such a vibrant and wonderful person to have around, but also her experience is quite incredible. She has been, you know, in the creative industries for a really long time. She's been featured in many podcasts and events and on many industry stages in the UK and around the world. And just having her experience on the podcast is something I felt was really important and valuable to you all. As freelancers, SEO can feel like a topic that just is not really something we can get our heads around. And in this episode, you'll learn that actually it, that's not the case. It's really something that anyone can get, get sort of involved with and use and, and leverage to get more eyes on their business. And Maddie helps us to do that. So I'm very, very excited for this episode because I know that you're going to get a lot from it. If you're listening and you can have a notebook and pen handy, I definitely recommend that because there is so much value and tips and insights in this episode that you're going to want to write down. And finally, if you really resonated with this episode, if there was something in here that was a great big takeaway for you, I would really, really appreciate if you would screenshot the episode and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me and Maddie in your story. So I'm at Fearlessly Freelance and Maddie is maddie.shine. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with the episode. And here is me and Maddie having a big old chat about SEO and glitter cannons and more just more besides. Hello and welcome to Fearlessly Freelance, the podcast for freelance women who want to unlock freedom in life and in business, build their confidence and create a purposeful and rewarding career. I'm your host, Seals Lockley, former freelancer turned agency owner and business mentor. Having spent over a decade riding the freelance roller coaster myself, I know just how much this journey can challenge you, which is why I'm here to help and inspire you to run your business with confidence on your own terms and most importantly, in a way that feels good for you. Maddie, welcome to the show. Welcome to Felicity Freelance. So good to have you here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Hello. <laughs> Maddie, welcome. Because, uh, you know, I feel like when we're kind of talking about business and we're talking about work and we're talking about freelancing, that I want to bring in guests like you, someone who has loads of experience of this. Tell me, I want to know, like, how long have you been doing this? What's your background and what do people need to know about you? 
Sure thing. Yes. So hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you for listening. My name is Maddie. I'm known on the internet as Maddie Shine. Sadly, that is not the surname that I was born with, but I feel like it's certainly the surname that I should change to. Um, So yes, so I have been running my business now 10 years, which is mind blowing to me. So yeah, 10 years this summer. And I, my background is basically, it's a mix of different things, but essentially it's marketing. It's all that kind of stuff back when I did nine to five jobs. And then I started freelancing back in 2012. I was blogging and doing lots of VA work in the wedding industry. Uh, because at the time I was planning my wedding, wedding blogs were massive at the time. They still are, but they were just emerging into the, into the world at that time. And so I started freelancing for various different bloggers, photographers, creatives, and people were saying, oh, Maddie, you've actually got quite a lot of knowledge in this whole marketing and Google stuff. Uh, Can you please do this and this and this? And it all sort of tumbled from there, basically. Um, So, yeah, so I quit my day job after three years. I was traveling a lot at the time as well, and I really wanted to continue traveling. And so, uh, so here we are, seven years full time now. Absolutely mind blowing. I love what I do. So I now teach women how to be more visible. So how to get found on Google, how to show up for yourself, how to develop, to use a cringe term, how to develop a personal brand that basically where you're where you're thinking, uh, personal brand, but here we are. This is what we've got to do because this is our business. Who's going to speak up for us if we're not going to do it? Uh, so yes, that, that's that's what I do now, and it's superbly fun. I cannot believe how much I enjoy it. <laughs> I wish more people did. I wish more people did what they love, you know, which is obviously why my business is what it is. <laughs> oh, Maddie, that's so encouraging. So Maddie has gone from being a freelancer. I I kind of knew of you back in that back in those wedding yeah. days. Yeah. That's when I was also freelancing, kind of in my early freelance career. And Maddie has built a highly successful business doing what she loves. So if that isn't the most amazing, inspirational start to a show, I don't know what is. (laughs) It's been right here. (laughs) I'm delighted Um, to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Maddie, today I wanted to get you on because, of course, you know, we can talk about freelancing. We can share Mm -hmm. our kind of, you know, freelancing tips there. But also you are... You are known as the SEO Invisibility Queen and yes. SEO, I mean, I, my background's also in marketing. I have done SEO. I sort of know, you know, quite a bit about it, but I think for a lot of people, SEO is one of those topics that makes them feel quite sort of out of their depth. And yes. I just want to yes. really go in with like, what, what is SEO? <laughs> why, why do we need it? Do it? Is it, is it for freelancers? Like, yeah, Tell us more. I, I, th- I think that it's so fascinating, the fact that something quite simple, actually, has been made out to seem so complicated. And I suppose that's why, obviously, I have a business, because I have a passion in sort of showing comp- complex information in a simplified way so that people actually feel motivated to do it. Uh, maybe in a past life, I was a math teacher. Who can say? Uh, but basically, <laughs> I, SEO is all about getting found online. It stands for search engine optimization, essentially the art of getting found on Google. But it's not just Google, it's being seen. You know, we all like to curse the Instagram algorithm. We all like to say, oh, you know, the internet hates me because it never shows my stuff or, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm sure that everybody listening has had this kind of thought. And 
I have made it my business to show how just by doing some simple, apply some simple methods, some simple techniques, it's not about going from zero to hero. It's about putting in the work, getting visible as you go, building up that confidence, getting found on page one of Google for various different things that you sell, various different things that you make, you do, you write, you can produce. And I think that often we'll overcomplicate it and say we can't compete with big brands. We can't, you know, Etsy exists, Amazon exists. How are we supposed to compete with those? And in a way, you don't really because you're a freelancer. You're not a massive global, you know, guzzling platform. And I think there are so many different ways in which we can find our space on the Internet and get found by the people who, who we want to work with, who, who, will, who will love us for existing. And, uh, and that's literally how I built my business. Um, there, is no, there, is no key, there is no demand for the keyword phrase SEO for awesome women, sadly. There should be, but there isn't. <laughs> there totally should um, be. Because <laughs> uh, that, is, that is how I get found. You know, I, that, that's, that's what I do. And I think that when we are thinking, oh, you know, okay, maybe you're a copywriter or a photographer or a web designer or a graphic designer, you're thinking, well, I don't really want to compete for web designer London, or I don't want to compete for, you know, photographer, because I, you know, um, whatever it might be, you might think the competition is too high. And so actually, I sort of help break it down. Who do you want to work with? Is it nutritionists and well-being coaches? Great. Go and get found by them. And there are very simple ways to do that. But going back to your original question, it's massively overcomplicated out there, typically by people who don't want you to learn this stuff so that they pay them massive amounts of money to do it for them. And I'm like, no, no, here's how you do it. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, is, it's almost it. like a sort of a pa- slightly patriarchal kind of, you know, oh, well, you're a bit silly. You don't need to know about this. It's really complicated and technical. But actually, yeah, yeah. we yeah, we, we can actually do whatever we like. And no one. No one <laughs> no, and no, yeah. And, and, no, and no one tells us this when we're kids. Right. The, well, they, they do. They sort of say you can be anything you want to. And then when you when you first start to become sort of an adult and do sort of adulty things and make decisions about what degree you're going to do and, and what job you're going to get then it's like, oh, no, but you can't really. That was just a lie that we told you when you were a child. So to keep about you that. going. To keep yeah, you to keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Maddie, so it sounds as though, basically, what we need to learn here is, you know, SEO doesn't need to be complicated. No. It can be really straightforward. And yeah. what you teach people is really how to kind of access it in, a, in an easy way. So yes. let's take an example. So, yeah, let's say we, we're a copywriter. We're just starting out freelancing, you know, uh, and they maybe are thinking about setting up a website. Like, what would you advise? What's the kind of first few steps they need to think about? Of course. So essentially, SEO, marketing, all that stuff, it's all about drawing more attention to what you do and what you want to do more of. And I think that that is the simple step that most people miss. So when we're thinking about what to put on our website, we cannot leave anything to assumptions. We can, oh, you know, we'll assume that they know what copywriting is. We'll assume that they know that we can write blogs as well as email newsletters, as well as website copy, as well as whatever. We'll think, oh, particularly in the copywriting field, we're like, oh, but, you know, they surely can just tell that I'm a good copywriter because I'm writing this copy. And yet we also have the same thought of, oh, I find it so much easier to write everyone else's copy and not my own. 
And so we've kind of got this vicious circle kind of going on. So actually, we just keep it simple. On your homepage, introduce your business. What do you do? Who do you love to work with? What kind of services do you offer? What does that actually mean? And then what you can actually have different sections on your homepage to click through to different service pages. No matter how long you've been going in business, have an individual page for each service you offer. It's far easier because then when someone says, oh, I heard you do blogging, can you send me your your page on it or your link on it? You can send that page on this is my blogging bundle or this is my blogging package or my blogging retainer. And then it can be a page all about this is what blogging can do. This is why you need it. I understand where you're at. So you're really showing the person that you know why you exist. You know, well, not you know I exist like at a philosophical level, but what you, what you sell. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we? Uh, Who and, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that if you're very, very explicit with what you do and what you, what you offer and what the benefits are, then you will sell more. So when you ping that person a link, if you're tagged in a Facebook group or, you're, or you get a DM about it, you go, yeah, sure, here are the ways to work with me. And you can and you can really kind of show your your array of offerings. If you have a very basic website, like a one pager, which I know a lot of people do, and they'll just go, well, you can just find the information here. You're not going to convert as well. And so it's so basically it's about being explicit. Don't leave anything to assumption. So you've got your homepage. You've got a page per service that you offer. You've also got a contact page. Okay, a very much missed page. A lot of people go, no, we'll just shove it at the bottom of another page. No, no, you want a nice, clear contact page. You also want, and this is going to really help a lot of people cringe, an about page. Oh, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. And again, it's not some big philosophical thing going, oh, my God, I've got to talk about the time when I was nine and I was going to do this and. You, don't, you can share with the internet whatever you want to share with the internet. Basically, you've got to tie it into how did it bring you to this point where you are so passionate about writing copy that this is what you want to do. You have chosen not to go and work for someone else. You have chosen to do this. And if that, that can develop, that can evolve. Lord knows, if there was still a copy of my original website floating around the internet, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, this is mortifying, you know? It's absolutely fine because we do change and evolve as people. That is fine. But basically, if you develop this this tone of voice, obviously as a copywriter, it's it's kind of like, oh, but it has to be perfect because everyone knows I'm a copywriter. So, you know, you sort of don't give yourself any kind of break about it. Don't worry about that. Keep it simple. What brought you to that space where you are a copywriter? Who do you love to work with? I love it when clients say, Quote your client's reviews. If you only ever had one client, break up that review and use those bits all over the website. It's absolutely fine. I think that, again, we sort of go, oh, well, we'll do that stuff when we. We'll do that stuff only when, you know? And if I wish that someone had t- taken me by the shoulders very early, much earlier on than they did and said, Maddie, <laughs> this is how you can believe in yourself, you know, because people are willing to give you money. You just need to draw more attention to yourself. And I think that a lot of people then think they have to turn into some kind of influencer and they don't. It's just a simple about page. So I, so basically you need your homepage, your about page, a page per service, a contact page, and ideally an FAQ page. 
So an FAQ page is basically where you can have all the most silly, ridiculous questions like, oh, like anyone would ask, ask that. People have written to me saying, oh, I felt that you would laugh at me because I didn't, I didn't, I don't know you. And so I didn't want to get in touch with you asking this question. What is SEO? Some people still say to me, oh, you do CEO, don't you, Maddie? And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I don't know what their background is. Maybe they're dyslexic. I'm not going to, it's not up to me to laugh at that anymore. Like I, you know, I was very naive and I didn't know. So, so basically I think that putting on, on your FAQ page, you can put lovely short answers and then find ways to link to blogs that you've written. No matter whether you are a copywriter or not, yes, you have it in you to write blogs. So you can share your advice and your tips and your latest work and your you can do case studies about clients and things like that. And again, keep it really simple. I think that we think, oh, blogs, and then we look to people who are bloggers and we, we kind of compare ourselves to them. And actually, that's not what it's about. It's about sharing what you're up to. And you, obviously, you evolve your writing technique over time. So those are the kind of the basic pages of where I would start. If I, if I was, even if I've been going a while and you're thinking, oh, I don't have that. I'm just going to sneakily add an FAQ page to my website now. Then great, good, because it gives more people more meat, more juice. I, I say more meat and more juice quite a lot um, to, <laughs> yeah, to, 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 to really build, flesh out your website and to give people really a lot more than, let's face it, a lot of this thin stuff that we see out there, a lot of this bland stuff, because you're not bland, you're a freelancer. Do you know what I mean? If you were bland, you wouldn't be a freelancer. So you have a lot to say. So don't hold back from it. <laughs> oh, brilliant tips there, Maddie. And so many, you've dro- dropped so many insights there in, in such a short space of time. I'm, I'm sure everyone <laughs> listening is, if you're not already, if you're not in a, a space right now where you can write notes, go back and listen to this again, because there are so many tips in here and we're going to be talking a lot more. And I just know that Maddie's going to be sharing things that all of you are thinking, yeah, actually, oh, do you know what? I don't have an FAQs <laughs> page you know, I really should include that. So thank you for just giving us that kind of really solid foundation to start with. So obviously, you know, we set up a website, we've got, you know, got all those things in place. What what kind of um, next steps do we need to think about in terms of where does kind of SEO come into that? Do we need to then look at keywords? Do we need to think about, you know, what what are we doing to kind of, I've heard this term, you know, optimize the page or make our pages search friendly? What, What does that, how does that all fit in? Yeah, absolutely. So basically what we want to do is we want to add phrases that people are searching for to our website and to our content. Now, the challenge is with B2B, which is obviously what most freelancers are, business to business, is that there is extremely high demand for, it seems, fewer phrases. So copywriter in South London or, you know, photographer in, you know, West Bristol or whatever it might be, right? The thing is, what we actually need to go after is simply finding ways to draw more attention to ourselves in different kind of creative ways. So this is where blogs come in. So we want to draw more attention to our website because I believe that social media is like the flyer for the gig and the website is the gig itself, right? So the website is where we can really kind of go, here's everything we're about, right? So when we get found online, we want to be clickable. So we want to create blogs that people, our audience, want to read. So one of my most popular blog posts is how to tell Google you exist. 
because people aren't searching, my audience, sorry, aren't searching for how do I use Google Search Console, which is the tool that I actually tell them about in that particular blog post. And it is so popular that I've now turned it into a landing page. It's got a downloadable guide. It's how people get on my email list. So that's essentially what you need to be doing. You need to be looking at what people are saying about what you do. Where, you know, how, how long does a blog post need to be? How, um, how often do I need to blog? Do I need to add images to my blog? If you're a copywriter, you can start with these simple questions. You pop them out there on the social media. You use these phrases that people are searching for, and then that's how you get more clicks. Now, you might be thinking, well, where do I find these phrases? Well, luckily, Google gives us a brilliant tool called People Also Ask. So if you type in what you do plus the word questions, it will come up with, you'll have seen this, you just won't maybe have clocked it. When you scroll down Google search results, there's a box saying people also ask. And it's got all sorts of questions. And each one of those is a blog post title, or at least forms part of a blog post title. Wow. So, yeah, so it can be how long, you know, how long is, how do I, um, where do I start with? These are all brilliant ways. And you don't have to give away everything you know in these blogs. They're just something to get started. Like, oh, that Maddie, she knows what she's talking about because I learned something from clicking on that blog. And I, and I think that we get caught up with not giving away too much for free. It's fine. You're, you know, they actually pay you f- to do this or they pay you t- for your expertise still. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> People do pay you. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. And you do learn. Sometimes I've given away, I have given away too much for free. Sometimes that has happened. But often often the, the case is when people hear a lot of free stuff being given away, they don't pay as much attention anyway. As if they did, if they were paying for it, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, so I think there is, there is that kind of, you know, don't worry too much about that part. But I do think that how do I, where do I, those kind of questions, start asking those on your blogs and you'll get more clicks. Start sharing them in forums where your audience is, is hanging out. So I, things really started to happen for me when I got active in Facebook groups. So I was there to answer people's questions. Um, I was there to help people. So basically people would, people would be like, man, uh, people would, I don't know where to start with my SEO. What is it? And then people would say, oh, I do this, I do this. And then I would say, actually, here's where you can start, download this freebie that I've got. And then they'd be on my email list. And then they'd obviously hear my rest of my blogs, my podcast, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that, and now people tag me. So I don't need to be active in groups, which is great. And that's and that, how I draw more attention to it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's so brilliant. And I think what you've what you've dug into there, Maddie, is that often we think that we need to tell people that, that like we are a co- like we're using this copywriter example just to keep things simple today. Mm. So in a Facebook group, you know, traditionally, if somebody says, you know, I need some help with copywriting, what you'll get is 10, 15, 20 people going, hey, Mm. I'm a copywriter. You can contact me here. And Mm. it's like, no, no, no. Hang on a minute. This person doesn't need to know that you're a copywriter. What they need to know is how to get started with what their problem is. And so what you're suggesting is that rather than us thinking about, you know, this traditional idea of I need to tell the world that I'm a copywriter. Actually, what we need to do is think about what, what we know and how yes. we can share that with somebody in a really tangible, simple way via a blog post on our website as a link, as something we can refer to people yeah. to 
Yeah. Because guess what? That's what builds authority. That's what makes people trust us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about building that know, like, and trust factor. If we can get people to trust us, then they're much more likely to give us their money. And also, um, I do feel like it works both ways. We're more likely to do a better job, to be honest. Exactly. And I think, you know, to get that trust, you have to be, you have to be showing willing, you have to be, you know, really kind of coming and meeting your ideal clients where they're at. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and and again, you know, it's going back to that kind of about page thing. Like, we don't want to hear chapter and verse about your history, babe. We just want to know, like, how you help people, like, and why you do it. And like, people's like, oh, let's t- tell everyone about my why. Actually, a lot of the time, the why is confused as this this kind of you know long winded story. The why is why you're great, why you st- why you should be considered, why you are trustworthy, why you are helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that is such a good piece of advice that you've identified there, and. Um, just to kind of go back and remind people, um, what is that thing they need to do on Google to get to get those questions come up? So it's called People Also Ask. So you can type in what you do as a starting point. You can type in what you do. So copywriter and then plus the word questions. And then you'll have all sorts of resources that you can then start to see on Google search results. But you'll see this People Also Ask box. You'll also see think results if you type in how do I and then the word copywriter you have to play around with it sometimes depending on what type of freelancer you do you are but yeah that that's how basically how you'll see that people also ask box which is really helpful amazing I love that as like a really anyone can do this this this, you know this this is you know as if you've got a business and you want to get started you know stop worrying about you know getting 10,000 followers on Instagram just do this (sighs) Oh my God. <laughs> Which leads, <laughs> leads us very nicely a segue into talking about other channels. So yeah. I know that we've talked a bit about SEO and I don't want to bombard people today with SEO stuff because I think actually what you've shared is enough for our freelance audience to kind of think about their website and yeah. SEO in a really tangible, accessible way. I want to talk about visibility now, and this is something that I know you're big on and that you talk about a lot and you've got a program all about visibility. So let's, yeah. um, let's kind of go into that. So visibility, like what do we even mean by this? It really means, for me, it means about showing up and taking up space in the world. And I think that for a lot of people, particularly women, we have not been shown to do this, particularly as English women. It's like... It's polite to stay quiet. It's your your born duty is to just get on with things and not cause too much of a bother. And what I've noticed as I've evolved with my business, as I've looked at why I do what I do, it's because I'm like, you're really talented. You deserve to get more people coming and booking you. And more people deserve to work with you. You are doing your ideal clients a disservice by not taking up space, by not being visible. And so a lot of people kind of say to me, well, it's all right for you, Maddie. You've got bright blue hair and, you know, all this (laughs) kind of stuff, right? I haven't always had blue hair. I've only had blue hair for two years. You know, I, I I I looked very different when I first started my business. And I and I I feel like I was quite different because I too was like, oh, you know, don't know, don't want to step on anyone's toes, 
you know, do you think men are out there thinking this? I do not think so, you know? <laughs> and I'm not saying be like a man. I'm not saying it's a dog-eat-dog world. I'm still saying kindness and compassion are key, of course. But I do think that we need to go for what we want more and we can do it together by supporting each other. And the way I see it is by becoming more visible with what you do. And when people say, oh, but that person's doing this already and that person's, it's about finding your space. So I am not the only SEO person in the world by any means. I'd hate to be, to be honest. I don't want to work with everybody, not even in the female entrepreneur space. But um, I have found my niche. And again, it's about being willing to evolve with every project that you do, every client that you work with. You're like, okay, let's just shave that little niche profile down a little bit. Let's grow it in other ways. Let's see how I want to spend my time, how I want to show up. And so for me, it's all about it's all about tied into that. And then I go off and I be visible. I don't wait and then I'm suddenly visible. Like that's not how it works. That's not obviously that's not you know, jumping out of a glitter cannon, you know, something like this. And I, and I, you, you, that, I think that as we as we become as we every project that we do, every post that we publish, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's you know a blog or whatever it is, then it's one step to becoming more visible. And I think so often people think that it's going to go from nothing to suddenly you're going to get 10,000 followers. And even if you've never thought that, you have still got that kind of subconscious thought, oh God, everyone's going to know who I am. You know, I don't know whether I want to be that visible. I don't know whether I want to draw that attention to myself. And actually... I think it goes back to kind of like almost like some kind of animal instinct of where we don't want to stand out from the pack too much. But what I've found is the more that I do that, sure, things have changed in my life. Friends come in and out of life and all this kind of thing. But the people who really matter will support you. And and also you find new people who support you and go and offer you new opportunities. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is so the direction that I want to be going in. And that's, I've only ever seen good things happen from me pushing myself out there, out of my comfort zone and and becoming more visible, which is why I'm so passionate about it. That's brilliant. That's so inspiring because, you know, let's face it, what you said about, you know, particularly, you know, as a a fellow English woman, I can relate, you know, we are, and I think we're a similar sort of age as well, Maddie, that we, you know, we've kind of grown up in a world where, you know, you, you had to conform and you had to just sort of keep yourself within this little space and do your thing, but not, not really tell anyone about it, yeah. not make a fuss <laughs> about it. And I don't, God's sake, I do not want to be a show off. No. Yes. <laughs> stop. I honestly remember this from my child. Stop showing off, Celia. Stop showing off. Like, I, you know, I wasn't a show, show off in inverted commas, but I can remember adults saying that to me. And that, isn't that terrible? Like, that that kind of you know childhood whatever conditioning adolescence these th- these are the things that people have still kind of you know hanging around their necks and i think yeah. that the work we need to do in the industry as you know a collective bunch of you know ambitious women it isn't just about you know creating this idea of like what business success looks like but it's about changing that perception that actually you know it's okay to take up space it's okay yes. to have a voice Yes, yes. And I should say that 
coaching and therapy are two very different things in my book. And so when I talk to women in my, in my community, for example, I've got my membership community and things like that, I always like to say, I have had a lot of therapy and I continue to have therapy. So it's, it's very, very important to me to, to be clear about that because sometimes people say, well, it's all right for you, Maddie, you're confident. You, I didn't come out like this. I mean, my mum might argue differently, but you know, like it's, <laughs> but I do think that, yeah, I think that, I think that when we are looking at, oh, but I've got these, I think my, my, my thought process was when we think about, oh, but I've got this kind of harboring resentment from this thing that happened or, you know, but what if this happens or maybe your partner's not as supportive as you'd like or your parents are not, aren't, aren't for whatever reason, then I do think that that is something that you need to address because otherwise you are going to do yourself a disservice because it's only going to get worse as well. And so I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very supportive in, of, of, that, of that as well because uh, when we are talking about visibility, and we're thinking, oh God, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? And uh, and what what if, like, I don't know, what if my school bullies found out, you know, that I was now this blue-haired person who speaks to hundreds of women on the internet every day or whatever? Um, I do think that there can be those funny little niggling thoughts that come in, and I just wanted to kind of point that out as well. So it's it's perfectly okay if you if you've got these thoughts going, oh my god. But you know, it, like I said, it doesn't. You don't go from zero to hero popping out of a cannon anyway. It's uh, you have to chip away mm. at it. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's these exactly. It's these slow little steps, you know. And and this is this is what I always say, you know, to my clients. You're not going to suddenly go from like a few Instagram followers to you know a thousand overnight. No. That's going to take. This might take you a year or two, mm. even longer. And the only way you're going to get there, the only way you're going to be more visible and you're going to put yourself out there is is if you actually just keep it's it's the consistency of committing to that to that kind of visible almost like this visible crusade yes and so every time you put yourself out there every time you publish something every time you make a little even if it's just a tiny little you know blog post talking about one thing every single step you take it's almost like building up it's building up to the <laughs> shooting out the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, I don't. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. And I completely agree. I think that also I, I call it a visibility buffet. We can go up to the table with our plate and we'll be like, right, we'll have a couple of sausage rolls. We'll have some cheese and pineapple sticks, but we'll leave the pizza slices for now. We come back to the pizza slices another time. You know, it, I, I do think there's a... That, my point is that it's not linear. And I think a lot of people believe that running a business, becoming more visible is linear. And it isn't. It isn't some kind of uh, line that goes from bottom left to top right of the graph. It's, um, it's more like that, those scattergram things, right? Where you're like, okay, here we are. Okay, that worked. That didn't work as well as I thought it would, but it's okay because I've still got all these other things I could try yeah, on the buffet table, you know? And that's a great point too. Some things on the buffet table, basically just not going to work and that's okay. Yes, yes like, absolutely. absolutely. You know, they're not, they're not going to agree with you. Um, then we're going to flop, you're going to fail. And, and actually that doesn't mean that you just stop, stop like dipping into the buffet. Yeah. It just means that you need to try something else. 
Yes. And like you say, that that's the kind of mis- misconception of growth is like it's this linear trajectory. And actually, it really is just about us very, very slowly, step by step, turning up the volume mm. on ourselves. That's the way I like to think about it. It's like... <laughs> you know, you go from kind of, you know, that first point of like, I don't want anyone to know about me. I'm just literally standing back and my producer will be like, I can't hear you now um, (laughs) from the mic, but I'm I'm stepping back. I'm, you know, I don't want anyone to notice me right the way through to I'm visible. I'm here. I'm taking up space. If you don't like it, fuck off. Like that's where we need to get to. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. And and, and I think I think most people are not at that point. That kind of you know I'm Mm -hmm. here and I'm taking up space Mm -hmm. because most people are still on that journey. And I guess what you're saying and what I want to reiterate is that it's all right to be on that journey and it's not go that that end point or it's never even an end point. You know, people people who are really visible and have loads of success and are you know have almost become influencers still have days where they're like, "What? Who am I? Who do I think I am?" Like the imposter syndrome still comes back. Yes, it's just that they are much more comfortable and have done the work to get to that point. Yes, and I'm going to let you into a secret now. I know you'll know it, seals, but there is no end point, and we all believe there is, and actually the end point keeps moving. So enjoy what, what was it that Adele quote that went viral trust the process it's Friday oh, hey trust the process. <laughs> okay, okay, it's Friday yeah. <laughs> but trust the pro- honestly it went viral for many reasons trust the process my goodness I do think that we like to overcomplicate things because it likes to make us feel busy and being busy makes us feel good and actually, when we simplify things, we can still be just as busy, but it, without all the stress. And honestly, this goes to like Maddie of last Monday as well. Like I, I constantly need to remind myself of these things, but I do things anyway. So by the time this podcast comes out, I will have just done a webinar for, for almost 500 women. And oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> can we just Thank shut you. that up, please? <laughs> It'll be very exciting. I, lo- I love teaching. I absolutely love it. I think it's brilliant. But my first webinar, you know, I had like, I think, 22 people, if that. So, you know, and that wasn't that long ago. It was only a few years ago. So I do think that wherever you're at with that journey, 22 people felt like a lot of people at that time. And, you know, I've done, I've done week-long challenges with a 1,000 women now, and that was a lot of work. It's a lot. Like, do not get me wrong. This is a lot of work. But it's, I'm glad that I had the bit and I'm glad I continue to have the bits in between the 22 and 1,000 or the 22 and the 500 because without all that stuff, I wouldn't be able to cope with the numbers. I wouldn't be able to handle the emails and the, and the planning and all that kind of stuff that comes with that. So, so I do think there's a, there's a lot to be said for, for, the, for the journey, as, as, as they say, definitely. Yeah. And that incremental growth is so important yes. that, you, you know, you're going to start it's going to start with one client, one person turning up to your webinar, one person turning up to your meeting, whatever. And then, and then eventually, you know, like Maddie, you will end up with hundreds and you know, that's (laughs) phenomenal. But you know, what did Maddie say at the beginning? This has taken, you know, you've been 10 years in this game, 10 years. Yeah. And the, probably the rest of, you know, other, other years doing other things. So you know, this whole idea of like, I need to launch this business and it needs to be this massive success in a year and I need to make six figures and I need to have consistent 10K monks. Please do not think that that is what you need because that's no. what the internet tells you and it's bollocks. It, it is bollocks because I've had 10K months. I've had, 
I've had technically two years of six-figure turnovers. But does that mean I, st- I still don't have a mortgage? Do you know? You know, you know, like it. It really does depend on what you want. Like I, I, you know, I have a comfortable life, sure. But but running a business is really expensive. Uh, no one tells you this, particularly in, in my field, it's, you know, the software, the team, the all that stuff, right? And I do believe that with those 10K month goals and everything, that, that's great. If you've done 10K months, brilliant. Congratulations. But, you know, you could have a 10K month one month and then next month, you know, it's 3P. And then you're like, okay, how, <laughs> how am I going to pay the mortgage, you know? Because I've bloody spunked it all on fancy computers or whatever, you know? So <laughs> I'm slightly laughing because I had one of those last year. It oh, was yeah. like... Yeah, you you have, you know, and and this is, you know, feast or famine and whatever. And that's why people yeah. are obsessed with consistency. But I think the reality is, unless you've got a very, very well-established business, that a lot of the time you're going to be, you're going to be seesawing between big income months and smaller income months. And again, yes. this is why I want to make this point around, let's stop getting obsessed with, you know, arbitrary numbers that don't mean anything for us. Yes. Because again, that's another reason why you might worry about being you know, out there showing up, etc. You might think I'm not good enough. You know, I don't deserve to be here because I'm not earning as much as she is, or she like she's made six figures, so I don't deserve to be there. Like absolute mm. crap. Yeah. So, what's your take on kind of visibility? As you know, once once you've kind of got out there as a freelancer, like what what would you, what would you do? Maybe we've talked about website, but what else would you be doing to kind of gently? Put your toes into that lovely lake of visibility. I know <laughs> you called it a buffet, but I'm thinking about a lake now. <laughs> well, yes, no, I, I quite like the lake analogy as well. Um, so I would suggest getting the word out will help by getting on podcasts, always useful. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but also by writing for other people. So pitch to websites where your audience are hanging out. Start off small. It builds up your muscle. It builds up your pitching abilities. But there's a brilliant tool called arefs.com, and they've got a free tool on their website. They'll try and make you pay. Don't pay. Just use the free tool called Backlink Checker. And basically, you can stalk your competitors, see where they've got their backlinks, so who's linking to them, whether it's directories or guest blogs or submitted work, depending on what kind of freelancer you are. And then you can go after those websites, copy and paste that into a spreadsheet. There you go. You've got a, you've got a wish list of which websites you want to be on. That is a golden tip, people. <laughs> that is that is a tip. I mean, I never knew this. And yeah. like I'm, I'm, I've scribbled it down. We'll put it in the show notes as well with that resource. But thank you. That's that's awesome. How cool is that? You can go and stalk your competitors and get their their backlinks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. And so when, um, so yeah, and also your competitors don't know that you're doing it. It's brilliant. So go Everyone for it. Wins. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So basically, it's, again, it goes back to that concept of drawing more attention to yourself. So going and writing for these other, or if you're, if you're a photographer, for example, going sub- submitting work uh, for these other websites that have bigger audiences than your website will then basically, in simplistic terms, bring the Google juice to your yard, um, essentially. So basically what you want is is for <laughs> other websites that are bigger than you to link to you, but in valuable ways. So that's why 
you don't ideally you don't just want to be in the directory you want to add something of value whether it's images and or text so yeah that's that'll that'll bring that audience to your uh, to your website that's amazing i'm sorry i giggled then it was just the police <laughs> Of course, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. Of course, yeah. I will try and find a way to bring song lyrics into every single thing. So earlier you said every step you take, and I was about to start singing the police. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't help it. Yeah, oh. if you go to my website, maddieshine.com, then you'll see, it's basically a game that I like to play with people. How many song lyrics can you spot in the in the, in the text there? Another good, absolutely yeah. unique way of standing out and being visible, people. Just throwing that in there. Yes. And I think that's what you do so well, Maddie. It's 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 about, you know, I was thinking about this before we had this interview today. I was thinking about what does it mean really to be to be stepping into that like idea of, okay, I'm gonna put myself out there, I'm gonna show up in inverted commas. I think it's about giving yourself permission to kind of talk about yourself in a way that you've never talked about yourself before. And you know, I know we've mentioned that people aren't very good at this because we're so humble and we're so British. Um, but it's almost like you need to give people a little, a little card, a little permission slip that says, "You're allowed. You're allowed to be. Si- you're allowed to be silly. You're allowed to yes. show off, and you're allowed, allowed to like be a bit quirky." So, what can people do to kind of like? Is there a, is there like a method you use or like a like an exercise to kind of d- discover like what makes them unique? I I wouldn't say it's one particular exercise. For me, it goes down to what I love to do and what I love to um, make people laugh. I absolutely, I just, it's just a, it's one of my natural kind of things. My friends will, will be different on, uh, on how well I do that, of course, <laughs> but I really, really love to, I really, really love to just be entertaining. I love to tell big stories I love to perform, you know, I've just joined my local Amdram group and things like that. So just look at what, how you like to spend your time when you're not working and start talking about that stuff on your Instagram stories. That's a really, really great place to start because they only last for 24 hours. You can delete them if you don't like how your double chin looks. I've got my triple chin of glee. I'm just embracing it. Like, it's just who I am now. It's fine. And basically, I just think that, you know, like I like to dance to silly tunes, like disco tunes on my Instagram stories. People used to send in song requests when I first started doing it. It became like a whole thing. And some people just follow me just for the silly vibes. And then they recommend me to other people. And out of that, I've created my own gifts, which went viral in lockdown. Uh, I've got like over 400 million views of them now and things like that. Stuff that I never would have imagined doing. And it all started from me simply talking about the stuff that I like to talk about with my mates on my Instagram stories. It basically showed my audience, that I'm a 3D human being. So I'm a very proud auntie to two very uh, small pink squidgy creatures, um, my, my two nieces. And so I will show photos of them and I, you know, and I will talk about them. Um, I'm a big animal lover, so I will talk about that too. I will talk about disco tunes, things like that. And I used to think, oh God, you know, how do I bring that back to what I'm selling? But if people are following me for this kind of, entertainment value or because they know I like you know there's like our mutual friend um Frankie at Love Audrey she's a massive reader and she is like mum goals and so her house is beautiful I love looking at that stuff I love looking at the books that she's reading and she's a copywriter so essentially she just ties all that stuff in on her stories and does very well from it so I think it's you don't have to be a certain type of person to start talking about your interests and your hobbies 
and things like that. When I, um, if I need to kind of get into a bit of a mode, you know, like before a podcast interview like this, for example, I'll listen to certain playlists I've created on Spotify. I've got one to kind of rev me up and then I've got one to kind of bring me down a bit and like level me out. Um, back before the pandemic, I used to do quite a lot of speaking on stage. And so I used to use those playlists a lot then, which was really useful. But it's essentially tapping into what you enjoy and and looking there and then seeing how you can bring that into your working life, which is, again, not something that we're taught in our nine to five jobs. We're taught to keep them entirely separate and that we're not supposed to be these 3D human beings. And I'm very, very passionate about the fact that I want to know, like, like, I loved following your ski trip. Like, it was great watching your, I was like, I'm living vicariously through seals. It's brilliant, you know? And okay, great. She went to Salzburg. That's where I went. And we were talking about it, right? And all this kind of thing. So I think that the more we kind of edge that stuff, we don't have to show anything we don't want to, don't worry. But the more we edge that stuff out there, the more people will remember us. And again, we'll increase that no like, no, no like and trust factor that we were talking about earlier and it's another way to be visible such brilliant advice (laughs) and and this is and this is really about you just saying to yourself you know I'm okay with sharing a bit of my personal life I'm not seeing it as your personal life but seeing it as you and I think like you say this is the problem like work has always been like well it's a bit unprofessional to talk about yourself (laughs) in the office like you know people don't want to see your silly disco dancing Maddie and like, you know, like, I don't think that hair color is appropriate for the corporate environment, that kind of vibe. Yes. And so, fuck it, you're running your own business, you can do what the hell you want. So, you know, we we get to choose what we talk about in business, we get to choose the hours we work and the way we run our business, but we also get to choose the way that we show up in in terms of what we talk about. And yes, people don't want to know every single part of your life. But, you know, actually sharing those little snippets of the things mm. that really show you as a person is 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 just it's it's literally the difference between being a really boring vanilla person who's just talks about work all the time and being a real interesting human being so yes. i think what maddie and i are trying to say here is just please feel free to show us your cats <laughs> <laughs> yes i want to see your cats tag me in photos of your cats i, I love i love it um i also think that I have a lot of quiet people in my community and they go, but Maddie, I really like sort of, you know, having hot baths and, you know, watering my plants and growing my garden. Great. I want to see that. You don't have to show your face to be visible. You don't. You can have, you can add music on stories really easily. Right. So I just give me a little tour of your garden. Let's have a look at the colors going on there. You know, let's have a look at you playing with your dog. Doesn't have to be your face. I think that again, it doesn't go, you don't again, go from zero to, to cat glitter cannon, you know, you can just show us your cats, basically. <laughs> That's going to be the quote of the show. You can just show us, show us your cats. <laughs> I wanted to reference, um, you, you mentioned Frankie from Love Audrey there, and I, I really yes. wanted to give her a bit more of a shout out because she has been so inspiring to me for so many years and again we all kind of know each other from though back in the day in the wedding world but uh but the but the way that Frankie tells stories Frankie isn't on camera all the time so this is this is for all you out there who are you know shy retiring types who don't you don't you know you don't have to always be like hey it's me I'm here like some of us are like that yes and we enjoy it but if you don't it's okay so go check out, I'm going to put her link in the show notes, go and check out Frankie's Instagram because a lot of her stories are very just like 
it's like storytelling. It's like yeah. the best storytelling. Yeah. So Maddie, we've talked a lot about kind of why we need to be visible, how we can get our SEO kind of up and running as freelancers, how we can get those kind of basic things rock, rocking and rolling. I want to kind of finish on this idea of the, is, is visibility, is it, is it something that people feel too much pressure to do? And how can we kind of meter that? How can we, how can we kind of bring the people into the room who maybe, you know, don't feel like that's for them? Like what other mm. ways can you be known? Like, because there's lots of famous people who are really well known and literally you never see them. What other ways can we be visible without being Visible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So being visible isn't necessarily about showing your face. Okay. So you can absolutely find ways to, you could communicate on your Instagram posts instead of photos of yourself or photos um, of your life, then you can create text graphics and you can share tips and advice in that way. And you can use your written voice rather than your your face and your and your spoken voice on your stories you don't have to show your own face again you can show snippets of your life in and amongst the advice and value that you share when you are thinking oh my goodness how do i you know i really feel very nervous it's only it's only basically take that lid off the pressure cooker okay it you don't just just release that pressure on yourself I have a weekly reminder that pops up, release the pressure on yourself to create the perfect content because I'm like, oh my God, well, I'm a content expert. So my content should be chef's kiss, you know? <laughs> and like, who the, who the hell do I think I am? Get over myself, Maddie. You know, just like create some content, hit publish. If it works, great. If it doesn't get the engagement, keep going anyway. And I think so often we we put that pressure on ourselves, no matter what type of person we are. So you don't have to show your face. You don't have to dye your hair blue. You don't have to dance on reels if you don't want to. There are plenty of ways to use these different platforms. And you can see plenty of examples if you, under the discover button on, on Instagram of people who don't show their face. And you don't have to point to, to thin air. You don't have to, you know, learn TikTok dances. I still haven't learned a TikTok dance. I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, I think that we, we, we sort of, we think that we suddenly have to do these things because everybody tells us and that's just not the case. So, you know, be a little bit more gentle on yourself. It's okay. Oh. You don't have to show your face. <laughs> oh, I love that advice. That's really, really wonderful. And um, it's very comforting, I think, to a lot of people who maybe aren't, you know, just aren't ready. Yeah. Maybe one day you will be uh, and that's okay. Maddie, this has been an absolute delight. I've had so much fun talking to you and I hope everyone listening has enjoyed hearing your insights and tips. I want to <laughs> finish I want to finish this episode with something new for 2022 as you are our first guest for 2022. I want to ask you a question about uh, confidence because that is such a huge part of my mission is to help women feel confident and I know it's yours as well, but I want to ask you what do you do to feel confident? What's your your kind of ritual? I basically, I, I have a little ritual. I love putting on makeup. I'm a make, very much a makeup fan. Today, I've got quite strong purple and pink eye makeup on, for example. And I do think that it makes me feel good. It's, makeup isn't for everybody and not everyone has time to do it, you know, whatever. But that is my little ritual to myself in the morning. 
I also invest quite a lot in skincare, so I have a little nighttime routine. In no small thanks again to Frankie from Love Audrey. She's massively influenced me there. Um, but but also, to be honest, I the way that I feel confident is that I create more space in between my um, my meetings, my calls and things like that. I I kind of take more time for myself and I have like a daily gratitude practice. I really kind of look at not even like why or anything. It's just, it, basically I just have a lot more structure and that way I feel more confident about what I'm doing. I don't feel like a blue-assed fly, like I'm running around, like what the hell. And that way I can see... I have more methodical approach to my work. And so that way I feel a lot more confident about things. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's a few different practices there, but I do think all these things kind of add up um, so that like, if I do have a more rubbish day, I know it's because I haven't done those things. You know, I haven't listened to my favorite music. I haven't, um, you know, done my pottering around my flat, which I like to do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I do think those things all add up to, to make me feel much more confident in myself. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Oh, Maddie, thank you <laughs> a million for being here. If anybody wants to uh, find you on Instagram, uh, where can they find you? What can they find you on? Brilliant. Come and find me on Instagram, maddie.shine. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I've got a free Facebook community, Seeking Exciting Opportunities. You can also check me out, maddieshine.com. Um, come and say hi in my DMs, though. It would be great to hear from you, to hear what your favourite tip was from the show. Thank you so much, oh. Seals. It's been a lot of fun. Lot it of fun. has really been fun. We'll link all of that in the show notes. Thanks so much, Maddie. Take care. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now, if you want to get much more from the Fearlessly Freelance community, then this is your VIP invitation to come and join our hype squad. You can find us at Fearlessly Freelance on Instagram, or if you're a freelance woman in search of a women-only safe space to hang out, come and join us in the Fearlessly Freelance community on Facebook. And in here, you can make friends, ask for help, and get access to free resources, advice, trainings, and events. Thanks so much for being here, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.